talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you it's lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit and stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shit, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking shop presented by Anchor. This is episode 120. I'm your host, Bobby Hall, and with me, as always, that's Dylan Savage and Joe the Greek. Fellas, I'm 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 stoked up this week, guys. How are we doing? What's going What's on, up? baby? 120. Let's Wait, go. Turned up, dog. Turned up. I'm feeling feeling a hell of a lot better than last week. Last week, I actually kind of felt like maybe like the, my worst episode to date, just because I was deeply medicated and very sore and just i wasn't uh yeah you look like probably i probably should have skipped last week but i just i I didn't i just never i don't know like i said i never missed an episode so i didn't want it to to last week to be to be uh you know the first one i still think overall we we, you know we did pretty well ali was a um tremendous guest and really was able to kind of carry the conversation pretty good and um i don't know yeah listening back you know monday monday morning i was like damn yeah i that wasn't uh, that wasn't my best effort, but um, you, you gritted it out. Getting though, there man. a lot better. The toughness level. What's that? So you gritted it out. The toughness level. Yeah, you know, no, that, that, I, I would because even the, the thing that sucks is like they uh, they put you on painkillers and shit, obviously, and like I feel like the painkillers do more bad than good as far as like the side effects. Because I mean, one, it really like it was such. I mean, it's a low dose, so it's not like it was, um, you know, totally seizing the pain like, i was still feel like shit and then obviously like that shit like bogs you up you know what i'm saying and <laughs> it, like i was feeling nauseated all day and then um yeah i mean it was just it was rough dude and that's just how it's i was like, feeling uh most of that morning and uh it was it was tough i mean i gutted it through but yeah in all reality i probably should have just uh sacrificed missing an episode for the better you know quality show is, is what I was thinking. Dude, but. What else are you going to do? Roll around on your couch, stone I mean, on your mind? This is oh, your MJ. Yeah. That was your MJ <laughs> episode, man. That was your flu game. No. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't think yeah, I put right? up, you know, 40 points like MJ did or anything. You know what I'm saying? It was more like a, I, I probably like eight points, maybe a couple boards. But I was doing my best. But, you know, like I said, having somebody um, that's a really, you know, really well-spoken, good talker, like you know, Allie kind of, really helped us out there she definitely um, carried it yeah exactly so that, that was that was good but yeah 120 man which is uh i don't know i, I kind of counted it as like a little mini milestone in a sense man we're, we're, we're uh we've done 120 of these things pretty crazy um <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm it's feeling a, a lot a better i'm still still uh got this fucking i don't even know if it's considered a catheter i don't know but got this shit still in my gut gotta wait till wednesday to get it taken out um, then I'll at least be able to like drive and shit again. Uh, kind of find out, um, when I can get back to work, man. Cause I'm kind of going stir crazy and where's the first place I, you're uh, going making $0 right drive through. So no, I wish I, I <laughs> the fucking, 
whoever's got whoever's selling food stamps, fifty cents to the dollar, man, holler at me because I know your boy is flat fucking broke. So this uh, the the process of of short term disability pay is brutal. you know what you should do is why you still can is up on that OnlyFans, man. Still, uh, you got a little bit until they stop doing nudity. I got till October. We'll see. Yeah, Maybe we'll talk to Trevor and we're going to get into we'll, that we'll, as well. Uh, work it's together this week's around the mill. Yeah, um, we can go ahead and do that. But I guess before we before we totally jump in, we'll bring our guest on. Um, very long time friend of mine. Super excited to have him on. We've been trying to set up for quite a long time. And, uh, you know how it goes with the scheduling, and just um, sometimes we got to we got to build them up. We got to build it up, you know, to where they're comfortable to come through. But uh, we're gonna have a hell of an episode today, guys. Uh, this is my boy Todd Stahl, uh, weekly listener, one of, one of our probably our most loyal listeners and stuff. Always has reached out and given us uh, great feedback and and, and uh, ideas and whatnot. But um, I'm I'm stoked, man. Todd, welcome to the show. Finally, um, it's great to see you. It's great to hear you, and uh, I'm ready to talk some shop with you. Man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, those uh, Joe to- Joe Tober uh, episodes last year, choice man, I love them. <laughs> like, yeah, they were fun. They were fun. Shout out to uh, you know Caesar. It's always been the the sub, <laughs> the, the goddamn sub, Caesar uh, dude. It still kills him, yeah. me. Yeah, I, That's I, haven't, thing, I haven't brought man. the old man on. I haven't brought the old man on. I believe uh, that was a cool. phone call to even confirm those, and even if he had any extra stories, to he probably thinks I'm a weirdo, man. That shit was so funny. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people did. No doubt. I guess I I always shook my head at the man. My old pops. Yeah, yeah, I know. I see it. It's like looking (laughs) at a fucking mirror. But yeah, I picked up some some good fucking dad jokes. Like anytime your kid's cold or complaining that they're cold, just go tell them to stand in the corner. It's 90 degrees. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like being a dad, no doubt. Uh, it's my favorite thing. Like my license to stay. My kid doesn't get my jokes yet. Too little. But that's funny. Yeah, my kids hate dad jokes. Um, I don't. My I don't know. My kids are too young to know what the hell those are. They they'll laugh at anything. So I still got that. <laughs> it's true. In my back pocket for yeah. maybe a few more years. Tell Analia. I mean, Analia is like eight, so she'll be eight. So I think maybe. Two more years, and then I'll, I'll probably be a loser to her. But I got Jack's um, set up for a while, luckily. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but awesome. Uh, Dylan, I think we're, we're gonna we're gonna switch it up a little bit this week. We're gonna bump the mill up to the front of the show, man. And uh, I think we kind of got a got a uh, chock full of topics this week, don't we? Yes, we do, baby. I listed them down. I jotted the down, and we're gonna have a good good. Around the mill with Dill. Joe brought up one of the topics already with OnlyFans. But let's get into it, baby. OnlyFans blocking all sexual content starting October 1st. What is this? What is going on? I don't like any of this going on. We're going to also talk about Michael Jordan and how he made a quick $7 million. Also, are you a Toys R Us kid? Well... Rest assured, the comeback is coming back because they're going to be opening up 400 stores in Macy's. I believe Macy's made a deal with them. They're going to bring back some Toys R Us. So, you know, 
Maybe the second time's the charm, because I'm pretty sure they already tried to make a comeback before and it didn't work out, but, you know, they're going to come back again. Jeffrey the Giraffe, gotta love him. Toys are us making a comeback. But, yeah, let's get into it, gentlemen. Only fans. We have a couple people that we know have been on this episode that, uh, you know, are proud. Uh, what, what would you call them? Like contract workers, I guess, in a sense. Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. Content creators. Content creators, even. Yes. Um, yeah, a lot of this going on right now is kind of scaring them. And uh, some of those people is the two-stroke cylinder himself with Kyle and Ben, not inside just me, but inside you. Kyle, Ben, inside you, baby. Um, here is yep. what he had to say about the matter. <laughs> well, they did it. They took away our passion hobby love for the work i was doing took away the porn and the only fans just as upset as you guys are moving forward i'm not sure uh what platform we'll be using but bet your ass i'll still be out there let's go baby i like the energy he's not giving up he's not giving up there's other platforms i'm following wherever he goes obviously that's easy (laughs) I feel oh, like yeah. it's a big time betrayal by them though, because like, how do they get like, big? You, you reached out to him for that. That is incredible. That is wild, bro. I had I had to reach out, and I also reached out to Alex Knight as well. As people uh, love Alex oh, Knight, go. and um, yeah. he actually said something here that was quite interesting, contradicting to everything that everyone's been hearing out there on social media. So. Uh, he does have a tidbit of information, and I'm not sure if I want to say. I'm going to probably save this until he gets on because we already confirmed he's going to be on the episode. Alex Trevor, that is going to be on in sometime in September, probably the first week of September. So I'll leave this information out, so you have to tune in for that episode for that little nugget. But he is saying that it's a lot of rumors going on that he actually reached out to OnlyFans uh, support or service, whatever they call it. Um, but they said, "Thanks for reaching out." We can assure that OnlyFans is not removing adult content. Please refer to the terms of service of OnlyFans. Additionally, we will make an official announcement via OnlyFans' official channel if there are any changes in the current terms. So basically, um, he got that information. He's reaching out, seeing what he had to do and what was going on. You know, is his career over? Is Alex Knight over? And uh, later on, he said, never mind. Sounds like that's all damage control by OnlyFans support before the actual announcement. Looks like they are banning sexual explicit conduct. Those solo stuff still looks like it checks out, like nudes and stuff like that. So, um, it looks like they're just kind of maybe more so cracking down on the pub, like people like filming themselves in public as that breaks laws in many states and they're not trying to condone any like law breaking. So I'm assuming you could still sell your own personal nudes through this. OnlyFans is going to go bankrupt by next Absolutely. year. So that's just what, uh, it's kind of weird. They they built up their platform um, off yeah, that. With that. Yeah, and yeah. I think, I think there's been like $5 billion made off that platform. So Sex sells. Trying to like transition yeah, Trying to like, and I think they're trying to get more investors and stuff because everyone's kind of shying away, obviously, because you think OnlyFans, because not obviously, it's probably... 90 10 or something staggering like that but not, obviously not everyone on there is doing you know fucking sex work but um i mean i guess they thought they could if they want to get investors and stuff this is the move they want to make but they will uh because there's obviously there's probably some some big names on there 
uh, some some A, A and B list celebrities that uh, are going to jump off. And but with that kind of stuff, I mean, if that gets knocked out, there'll be some other. I'm sure there's other another place waiting in the wings, seeing all the fucking food that OnlyFans <laughs> about to you know scrape off their plate and right into there. So. Um, yeah, they're shooting themselves in the yeah, foot. Yeah, weird, sure. weird move. But I guess uh, you got to do what you got to do. I guess they're trying to like, I saw some kind of like marketing commercial on social media that they're trying to rebrand themselves to more uh, like the trainer, like trainer aspects where people can like kind of show different workouts and routines. And I guess they're trying to cater to that kind of influencer as opposed to like the yeah. porn industry. Um, it's too well, late. <laughs> right, right. They're going mean- to lose a lot of dough. I yes, think they are. I your think label's like decided for you. The UK, I'm pretty sure, because I definitely get a phone call from my bank every time I subscribe to somebody. So I think it's somewhere in the UK. Uh, it is. It's a UK-based company. Actually, I was reading just now. It says that is kind of a problem. It is uh, credit card companies doing what you're talking about, calling you up and not making the payments go through, and apparently it's a real hassle. So now they want to be a YouTube type thing. Just hosting videos and we'll see, we'll see. Uh, they may, they could they could pull through, but um, like I said, I I would be willing to say it's at least eighty to ninety percent of their content on that site. So just think, I mean, and the revenue. So any of you guys, Toys R Us kids, or have been Toys R Us kids before in the past? What a transition. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would have went smoothly without Uh, any recognition. Oh fuck! Um, (laughs) real shit. Because I mean, obviously, where I lived, um, back in the heyday of the Woodville Mall, uh, I was a KB Toys guy. Yeah, was closer. Um, you know, you pop right in there. So, but I mean, obviously, anytime I'd get a chance to go to Toys R Us, it'd be you know phenomenal. But uh, my parents weren't always you know, willing to uh, make the trek and spend the dough, but they're coming back, huh? Oh, yes, sir. Nostalgia is a beautiful thing. So if you were a Toys R Us kid um, and have kids of your own now, you can kind of like relive that nostalgia. And uh, they're going to be opening up, I believe, in like 400. They're going to be like their own department within Macy's stores. So there's like opening up in 400 stores. I believe Ohio is going to be one of those uh, states to get some. And uh, that's going to start in 2022. That's smart that it's going to connect. It's going to be like attached to something rather than its own thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, open up. I mean, it's just tough, man. Amazon's got the whole game on fucking lock, dude. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot, I think a lot of people are willing to spend, you know, maybe two or three more dollars on the actual product to, to you know, get the free shipping and have it show up the next day and not have to leave your house. That's just, you know, everyone likes to I think it makes but, sense. It's in a store already. Because how many, I mean, yeah. Toys R Us used to be a standalone, I got to yeah. go to this store for just this. If it's in yeah. another store already, you know, wait, I'll swing through there, whatever. Not a big yeah, exactly. Deal. You got to do back to school shopping or some shit. Mm-hmm. You got the kids being, all right, can we run through the Toys R Us department? Here's your Nickelodeon brain ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Who that's cool. That the, the, experience, the, the experience of it was, obviously, as a kid, I mean, you fucking... Ten years old, you walk into a place. It's just straight toys, not yeah. Meyer, where you, you got to walk through the fucking groceries. There's clothes, all this other shit. And there's like four um, aisles, right? Yeah, so um, that's cool. We'll see what uh, happens as go around. I don't know. Um, it's a tough go out here because, uh, like I said, Amazon's got everyone by the throat. 
Well, I, I'm definitely wishing them the best. Like I said, nostalgia is a beautiful thing, and for us, um, you know, it kind of brings bring it back a little bit, and kind of like you know, kind of let your kids, if you have kids of your own, relive your footsteps in a way or in a sense. But moving on to, I got two more things here. Michael Jordan. He made a quick $7 million in just two weeks because he has the branding. The Jordan brand is on PSG, um, the soccer team that is, Paris. Uh, They have the Michael Jordan brand. He has 5% stake for every jersey sold. So when Leona Messi signed with PSG and he sold $140 million worth of jersey sales within two weeks, he raked in 5% of that, make it $7 million in just two weeks. Incredible, incredible stuff right there. That's the rich so stay rich. Money. I'll never what? see seven million yeah. in my life, let alone two weeks. That's, I mean, that, that was smart on him, dude. I mean, that's just that's a good move on his part. He's just always been a really good businessman, and I mean, probably the next what fucking t- two generations of his family, even further than that, they're all set. Yeah, super set right out the gate. As soon as they come out the womb, like boom, <laughs> you're a multimillionaire. <laughs> Even if they just keep that five percent in their family, like yeah, I mean, that's so so much money. Yeah. And just, I'm I'm wondering what because you know PSG is not the only Jordan brand. I mean, you have to think. I I think he has like Jordan brand in the NBA on a couple teams as well. Um, not to mention the college teams like Michigan, uh, the shoes. North Carolina. <laughs> Like, all those sales, I'm sure, like, he has some kind of percentage stake in that. So, it's like, he is constantly making money. He can be spending money and still be making money as he's spending it. What's that like? Never never losing money. It's incredible. What a life. Yeah, and compared to these fucking guys like Bezos and those dudes, he's a peon. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah. Oh, I know. I guess he has an ice cream truck. Speaking of Bezos, he has bit. an ice cream yeah, truck in his nice, house. Nice stuff. Did you hear that? He ain't going yeah. to space. Bezos look, a... looks at Michael Jordan like, you know, he's one of us. Oh. Just not knowing, though. He has a soft-served ice cream truck in his house, I believe. Why? Bezos, yeah. Why? Michael Jordan does? No, Bezos. I think he just got like a soft-served, oh. it was like an ice cream, soft-served ice cream truck. Incredible. I mean, I... It just sits there and Why runs. not, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I get, yeah. I mean, fuck. Maybe not an actual I truck, I don't know, but... Yeah, for real. I mean, he's going to space. Someone says he's going to space and uh, um, have an ice cream, a soft-serve ice cream served in his house. He's like an eight-year-old billionaire, trillionaire. I would be too, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean out. all the things that I wasn't able to get as a child, I'm guy who would be getting, you know what I'm saying, as a 30-year-old. Dipped in gold. Yeah. Straight Richie Rich style, dude. I'll get a, I'll uh-huh. get a fucking McDonald's in my crib, Starbucks. <laughs> Just you, you fucking would look like, you would look like you would look like a uh, those uh, rest stops at a fucking highway. I think I'm really close together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, big big fast. I'll, even, I'll even have some fucking lizards out out on the on the lot, you know, just hanging out <laughs> for guests and whoever wants to, you know, do what they got to do. Oh, Especially maybe sad. anyone coming from OF, you know. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll give them a place to, to work. I saw someone say that a lot of restaurants are going to get their waitresses back. <laughs> From OnlyFans Closing? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Local businesses. Oh, yeah, shit. Which wouldn't be a, a bad thing. 
But one That's last dumb. thing to wrap it up here is going to be a huge congratulations, huge, huge congratulations to Josh and Alexa on their newly engagement. Congratulations. That's just keep on winning, man. Just keep on winning. Complete 180 turn a few years ago. Keep on winning. Proud of you. Love you. And uh, I believe um, I'm going to be a best man. One of two best men, I should say. You can do that? At this wedding. Yeah, yeah, sure you can. I thought. You going to make a speech this time? I might. I don't know. The other best man is uh, Alex Knight. So there we go. That's that's a power. That's a powerhouse right there. Yeah, man. But I do have ring bear experience. That's like 12 inches of dick right there. Ring. Mostly Alex, but. <clears throat> that was a man with oh. a big stick. Oh, ten and ten and Double two split, huh? Yeah. To be told by your your mother in law that you got a Chipotle sized cock is really a badge of honor, I guess. I'd I'd wear that's, that. You know? That's weird, man. I'd get that quote <laughs> put on weird. a fucking Letterman jacket and wear it all around town. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just but, get a uh, picture of it, like an outline of it. <laughs> Well, I'll just I'll get the I'll get the Brito on the foil. I wouldn't I wouldn't be walking around you know public with fucking dick, dick stitch. But he needs to be sponsored yeah. by Chipotle. I, uh, I don't think that's yeah, a good image. Look, I don't man. know if they would uh, be good, open to that. Look, <sighs> society sure. sucks. That, that's, Anyways, that's man, I'm cool with the dick talk. <laughs> yeah, you're all right, man. I've, I've heard you've said worse. You get squeamish. Yeah, it wasn't getting recorded either. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> On the Meyer was. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, no, before we get out of the middle, I, I gotta. This is big. I don't. I rarely get to uh, to talk wrestling. You know, uh, you guys don't really get into it as what much. What the fuck is wrestling? Big. Uh, that's the thing you do. Uh, you know, with your daughter, I guess she probably wrestles you a little bit. Dude, she beats me up, man. That's She's what I'm saying. So doing wet wash matches. That's her new thing right now. It's wet Willie. Um, she thinks it's so funny. It's not huge it's moment gross. though last night. Sorry, sorry to to cut you off there. Sorry. Um, in the wrestling good. world last night, that, I mean, very many, very few people are going to care about it as much as I do, and probably Todd. But um, uh, I think a lot of people would know the name CM Punk. He was with WWE for I don't know seven, eight years, and uh, eventually, probably towards the last like. Two, three years of his time over there, about like 20, about end of 2010 to 2014, he was like probably top two guys, him and like John Cena, and then The Rock kind of filtering in and out. Um, Kind of blew up and then was just kind of sick and tired of what was going on over at WWE, got out and totally like got out of the wrestling business for like seven years, went and tried MMA and like kind of made a fool of himself, but kind of got to give him credit for, for trying, you know, jumping in there out of nowhere at like. 37 years old or some shit. Um, I mean, he got his ass beat, but he uh, he took it uh, like a man, just kind of kept trekking forward and been just doing little odd, odds and ends movies and shows and shit that entire time. Anywhere there was like wrestling shows, whether it's WWE or Ring of Honor, Impact, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then now for the last three years, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, um, fans would just chant his name, CM Punk, just because they we wanted to come back for so long. And, and last night, um, at AEW's show Rampage uh, in Chicago, where he's from, of course, at the United Center. Speaking of Michael Jordan, um, he finally returned, and like it was one of the greatest like moments uh, I've I've got to watch like live. Kind of took me back to you know being a kid watching 
um, you know, raw or some shit here in the glass break. And it was kind of one of those reactions to be completely honest. And, um, it was dope, man. It was like seven years in the making. It was just so worth the wait. You'd kind of seen some, some people like get emotional. You seen CM Punk kind of tearing up a little bit. Um, it was really dope and he's back, um, seemingly for the long haul full time. It's not gonna be some like part-time gig. Like John Cena, like came back for like a month and after tonight, um, SummerSlam, He'll be off for who knows how long doing movies and whatever the fuck. But that was a pretty dope moment. Um, Todd, as soon as I was watching, I messaged you about it. And just I told you straight up I had goosebumps and those facts. Um, I've watched like the, the video a couple times. And I end up sending you a Twitter link. And uh, you kind of kind of got to experience and, and see uh, the reaction and just how uh, how much of a whirlwind um, scenario it was, man. But uh, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on uh, CM Punk returning back to the ring? Uh, long overdue. I definitely wish I would have caught it live, but I don't have cable. And as soon as you sent me goosebumps, I thought, oh, man, he's so excited for me to be on the podcast tomorrow. But it, <laughs> that too. That <laughs> it, too. Wasn't that, it wasn't that at all. And then uh, I saw the video kind of underwhelming. I wish it would have been more of a surprise, but because uh, it was pretty well known that he was going to be there. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, extra special. I love CM Punk. Yeah. Um. I think they they just I, I also it would have been cool for it to be a surprise, but I, I kind of also liked how they just they without completely confirming it, just kind of built it up to this be this like huge thing to where like I was saying like if this comes out and like his music hits and like MJF comes out or something like there's gonna be a fucking like riot like they're gonna go fucking insane, and uh, the fact that it happened it was just like this huge blow off it was really fucking awesome, and because for this longest time you you hear. He's rumored to go here, rumored to go there. Even sometimes would say, yeah, he might be coming back for the Royal Rumble a couple of years, and it just never happened. So when I heard that he had signed with AEW, it was, kind of, it was just kind of one of those, like, I'll believe it when I see it type things. So um, the fact that it finally happened, man, is pretty fucking awesome. He challenged Darby Allen, who's one of the uh, you know biggest up-and-coming stars that uh, AEW has. What is um, AEW? Be, in, like, it's all, all elite wrestling. I mean, it's like... Is it like the WCW it's like number, type thing? It's kinda, uh, in a sense. Very I mean, similar. they they air all their shit on TNT, like, uh, like WCW uh, did. <laughs> um, I mean, it's backed by a guy that's very well off, um, Tony Khan, whose whose dad owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, Damn. I mean, they got dough, and um, they they took you know these these four dudes, um, the Young Bucks were a tag team. They're they're like real life brothers, Kenny Omega, and then Cody Rhodes. Um, and then they kind of just made that they decided they wanted to make an alternate, you know, wrestling show. Cause I think everyone for the longest time, it's only been WWE for yeah, you know, 20 years time. really on the, on the main platform. So people kind of got tired of only being able to, to watch that shit. Cause it's gotten, I won't lie. I mean, especially like half of WWE right now is pretty good. And the other half is like very stale. Unfortunately, the stale part is like. Their flagship show, like Monday Night Raw, it sucks. Ooh. It's three hours on Monday, and it's just it's boring shit. But Friday SmackDown, it's pretty good shit. But um, they just were like, it's all right, yeah, we want to come out with like a alternative show for people to tune into, and they got you know guys that they have kind of pick and choose themselves, and then along the way, WWE they'll every year on WrestleMania and kind of like during the summer they'll they'll cut a bunch of guys, and a lot of them are like. At least mid card or, or higher names. And, now uh, what? Kind you of know? scoop some of these guys up. You know, like Miro, who was Rusev 
in WWE. Like he's he's doing fucking phenomenal right now. Um, I mean, obviously we just talked about CM Punk. That that's a whole thing. There's rumors that Daniel Bryan's also signed a deal with them. Yeah, you know Brian, Brian Danielson. Danielson. Who, uh, I mean, if if they pick him up too, like, like he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And um, the cool thing about AEW too is like they work with other companies like Impact, New Japan, things like that. Whereas obviously WWE, like the the, the doors are always oh, shut. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not gonna. They yeah. don't want to bring any of their guys to be uh, on on somebody else's show and vice versa. So that was kind of one of the. The cool things about uh, what they're doing. Hey, shout out! Uh, speaking of impact, shout out to Sam Beal. I see him rubbing elbows with Christian Cage last week. Yeah, dude, Isn't very, that cool as fuck. Very cool. Yeah, I thought that was really dope. And then, um, cause um, keep I want to call him fucking Hawkins, but it's not his name. But um, he wrestled uh, Christian last night for the title. So, and that's another cool thing too, uh, and crazy. It was Christian just came back. Um, to WWE at the Royal Rumble in January, and then come I think what April, he uh, came out and signed with AEW, and um, is a ch- and Christian is a world champion of a, of a different company. So it's just That's I kind of cool. like what uh, how AEW runs in that aspect as well. One of their top guys too, like I, you know Chris Jericho, Joe. I mean I mm-hmm. think Dylan yeah. probably does too. Yeah, big yeah. big enough name. He's he's still rolling, and that's definitely obviously somebody they kind of um, piggybacked on initially just because of the name and uh, it's fun man it's a fun show it's definitely a way different kind of setup and, and style than wwe um i think stings in that but, uh, in that uh what would you call it yeah. league what do you call them uh i just you just say company or i company? guess you know federation fed whatever federation. but yeah he's over there federation. actually yeah. this past wednesday Got put through a fucking table and just jumps right back up. Puts two guys in the goddamn scorpion deathlock. And yeah, the crazy thing is, how like, old is he? Five years ago, he took a a power bomb on a turn turn uh, turnbuckle like on his neck, cool. and like he was fucked up to where like they basically he had to like retire it and then uh, just came back last year. So it's wild to see what Sting's doing right now. Fucking sixty years old. God damn, yeah, that paint hides a lot. Yeah. Man. That Who's he owed money to? That's what I want to know. You're 60. You still gotta come out and work on that. What'd you do? Who are you? It's owe? a passion, man. It has to be the. I think love. Sting's been pretty all right with his money. I mean, f- back in the day, he kind of had some, uh, some. I think problems with like painkillers and such, but that's kind of like shit. Yeah, seventy-five percent of wrestlers back. Your you know, neck broke we over. But I think um, when it comes down to it, it's just these guys. Like once they they experience what they did, especially in the heyday. You know, um, and then the rush you get from like crowds and just performing and stuff. You can't hang that shit up, man. That's why you still see Ric Flair doing. Sh- I mean, he doesn't wrestle or anything like that, but he still comes out and does stuff. And he's hangs you know, out with Amigos. About to hit his mid seventies and shit. He's all over the place. But they just can't. Uh, they can't hang that stuff up, man. It's it's uh, it's tough. What, it's like a drug. It, they they say. It's really nice though that they're in that kind of business where they can kind of pick and choose their own retirement as opposed to like you know like these athletes in the NFL and NBA like they have GMs that basically decide their fate and no one wants to have a washed up quarterback so like around that mid 30s you know you're kind of mid to late 30s i mean tom brady's obviously the outlier and whatnot but uh now it's probably late 30s 40s but you get what i'm saying you have wrestlers that are 60s 70s rick flair even had his time i don't even know how old rick flair is he looks like his 80s maybe but um he's like 70 i think i think he's uh 68 maybe but yeah, I mean, he went through some shit. I mean, he he fucking 
was an inch from death from about a year and a half ago, two years ago. God, uh, you know who looks real bad, close to death, and I hate to even see it. Um, Lex Luger from back in the day does not look healthy, man. Yeah, it's, it's he, that's so he was big bad. on steroids, especially like early two thousands. He was just pumping steroids and shit. His body deteriorated. <laughs> he's got to get around in a wheelchair and shit. But yeah, yeah, he's definitely steroids, in rough shape. A lot of those guys, man, from the nineties, like. Fucked up, dude. That's why it's amazing to see some guys. Obviously, Steve Austin's still in incredible shape. Like, he's yeah, he's running the, the knee keep, brace. Be pretty good. The game. If you look a lot of those guys from back in the day, even some are still wrestling. Edge is about to wrestle tonight, and you've seen some of the shit he's gone through. TLC matches, hardcore matches, all kind of shit. I mean, he had to retire for like he had like a ten year span where he was retired, but he's back. Matt Hardy's still going. Jeff Hardy, yeah, Christian, obviously, pretty much everybody, but um. You know the Dudleys from those those uh, TLC match days; those guys are still going. But um, if you yeah, if you run down that list, I mean, there's a lot of guys that passed, and yeah. and then a lot of guys that are just um, not able really to get around. Mick Foley is like an anomaly too. I, the fact that he can walk and is sane is pretty remarkable. I don't understand that guy. Shit. How he's he's made out of weird parts. That's all I know. Whatever's in that I'm sure. Pants. I'm sure there's a lot of metal in that body at this point. Nickelodeon yeah, foam I mean, around a metal skeleton. Yeah, definitely making noise at the airport. Yeah, but uh, no, all in all, it's just wrestling pretty fun again. Um, there's like before AEW, like I don't know, 2015, 16 to about a year or two ago, it was just kind of in a shitty spot. But it's really nice uh, t- to be able to kind of have different options now, all over the place too. Even maybe some of like the smaller. Like I, I went to a um, a local show with my my guy Todd Young, Young and Four Nine. We went to a Toledo show like two weeks ago, um, and it was a blast. And I think I knew I knew Sam Beal, and then I kind of knew this dude that was friends with Todd. And besides that, I had no idea who the rest of the roster was. And they went on and put a phenomenal show. We're we're gonna be actually be going um, to another show here on Thursday, uh, pretty much right on the border there uh, in Monroe. And I can't wait. Cool. Yeah. But uh, we'll uh, before we run out the wrestling stuff. I mean, Todd, tonight is uh, is SummerSlam, pretty exciting stuff. Um, the fact that it's on Saturday is pretty cool. It's going to be over there at the uh, Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, where the Raiders are going to be playing this year. So that's going to be fun to see uh, that place filled up. But I figured we uh, kind of look at the card here, and I mean, there's going to be a lot of matches. So we'll basically kind of just do the title matches, and then maybe some of the higher profile um, ones as well. And kind of make some picks and, and see uh, how we end up doing, man. So we'll uh, we'll pop that off with uh, the 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 main the main main event, which is Roman Reigns versus uh, John Cena. Obviously, Cena came back, Money in the Bank. That was another awesome moment. I don't uh, I don't remember really seeing much or hearing very much that he was going to make a return. So that was kind of more of a of a surprise, and that was pretty fun to watch. And it's been a great program. They've been really trading some some serious bars back and forth. Um, so that's definitely been my, and that's obviously, like I said, Friday SmackDown is just, it's far and above uh, anything else that's going on on Monday by a large, large fucking space. But uh, I'm excited for this one. Um, Roman Reigns just said last night, if he loses that uh, he's going to leave WWE. And obviously we, we know both know that scene is going to be gone come Monday. Um, Cause uh, he's, you know, he's going right back out into, into Hollywood world, but, who you got? Uh, who you got winning this one, man? 
I think Reigns has got to go over Cena. Uh, Cena is actually scheduled for uh, September 10th. He's scheduled through September 10th, but then he's okay. going back to Hollywood. Gotcha. Uh, but he's got to. I think they're trying to play uh, the whole everybody's leaving and going to greener pastures and trying to uh, create some interest there that Reigns might go next, but I think it would be a bad choice to let Cena go over with him leaving again, but not out of the realm of possibility with uh, those cucks over there. <laughs> yeah, especially, I mean, you got, you're also going to have, I, I would imagine, um, and I have, a, I have a theory and kind of a hope of what's going to happen uh, with Big E. Um, I don't, he could possibly, you know, jump in this one to where Cena wins and just so he can say he got the 17th, you know, world title and then boom, here comes Big E to, to pop him and, and then take that shit right back. It would be kind of lame. I, it, you know, kind of would, in my opinion, put a little asterisk, you know, on that 17th win or whatever. But I, you know, obviously I could see those guys doing that. That's the kind of shit that they like to pull. But, uh, in all reality though, I think, uh, I'm going to probably go with Reigns too, but I think it's going to be a good match, man. I think it's gonna be a really fun match. I'm, I'm really stoked. If you on that recall, one. if you recall, Bobby, like three years ago, I was calling for this big E push. And now I think that it's finally happened. And I'm excited about that. Yeah, that was another, like I said, um, it was, uh, WrestleMania was, was decent. And then kind of the month after you're, we're kind of getting back in like a shitty spot, but they turned it right back on, uh, at money in the bank. That was a really fun pay-per-view. And uh, the place went fucking absolutely insane when Biggie p- pulled that briefcase, briefcase off. Because um, I think everyone's kind of in the same boat, man. You've kind of been watching him, and you can see that he's, he's ready to do it. So um, I'm hoping t- tonight something pops off of that and he leaves with some kind of belt. But I'll uh, I'll get into that here soon. But How long has um, that money in the bank been around? I feel like it's been around for quite a while now. It started, it started at WrestleMania 21, I believe. And then um, after like two or three years of that, uh, eventually became its own pay per view. And then now it's right. like every I don't know sometime in like the summer, yeah. So uh, you know, month or two after uh, WrestleMania. So um, it's it's pretty cool concept. You know, you I think a, I think it's pretty sweet actually. Yeah, the matches are always fantastic. I mean, um, there's never really been a bad one other than like last year. They kind of had to do some some silly shit because of the because the pandemic. They had to kind of do like a cinematic kind of you know silly goofy version of it um at the wwe um corporate building yeah um it wasn't horrible but it was just it wasn't you know obviously what you're either running the through fucking halls and like going into different rooms and beating each other up and it was just kind of all over the place but yeah it's i mean it's been around for a good probably easy 15 years now probably probably longer than that crazy they go yeah, all man. year round don't they it's probably a dumb question but like the ufc yeah yeah, yeah. Every, there's a pay per view every month. Some people kind of say it's a little overkill. Like, like speaking of AEW again, like they, right now they only have four pay per views, so you can kind of build shit up, you know, better on on TVs and stuff. And then even um, have they have like little TV specials too, to where you can have you know high profile matches and stuff, title changes. So that's I, probably better. Yeah. Kind of prefer that rather it's than like every single month because some of the some of these pay per views you'll you'll watch, you know that certain certain champions they're not going to lose because it's some fucking B you know, B show pay-per-view. So kind of <laughs> takes away from it a little bit, but right. uh, moving along, we got the raw women's championship. Uh, we have Nikki Ash versus Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley and triple threat. Uh, that was kind of a, a surprise too, to see Nikki Ash kind of pull the briefcase at uh, money in the bank. She's kind of running a character that reminds a lot of people of um, 
the hurricane back in the day. It's like a superhero kind of um, character. But at the same time, I don't know, a lot of people will kind of uh, attach to it just because it's kind of like a never say die attitude. You know, you just work, work, work hard and, you know, good things happen type thing. And then the next night she cashes in and, and wins the actual uh, Raw Women's Championship, her first one ever. Um, pretty fun. And uh, you got Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley who uh, they had a banger of a match last uh, last year. It just sucks that it took place at the PC. So a lot of people don't really uh, look back on it too fondly and, and talk about it. But I thought they had a really good match. Um, a lot of people compare themselves to each other because they're, they're too uh, tall, you know, really good um, wrestlers. And uh, obviously Charlotte Flair, I think uh, at this point in time is shit, man. Probably close to being in the teens as far as championship reigns go. I uh, I don't think that Nikki Ash is going to be walking out with the strap. I'm going to be rooting for Rhea Ripley, but uh, they sure do like to throw that championship on Charlotte Flair any chance any chance they get. But uh, I'm I'm going to be going. I'm going to be taking Rhea Ripley on this one. What about you, Todd? Uh, same thing, man. I I really like Rhea Ripley. I thought that that match at uh, the PC at WrestleMania two WrestleManias ago was actually very, very nice. And, and the sound effects, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit was... No, uh, it, it sounded like it. a lot of uh, porn. porn. Porn sounds going on. What the hell? <laughs> some, people probably, some people probably really enjoyed that. Some people probably watched that just for those sounds, to be honest. Um... <laughs> But uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. Um, Charlotte Flair is like the Triple H of the women's division now. So just any any chance they can, they'll, they'll put it right on her. And she's she gonna have fucking thirty title reigns when it's all said and done at her rate. She's only been uh, on the main roster for six year, five six years, and she's just racking them up. But we'll see. Um, Teacher spent, huh? Yeah, basically, when your dad's Ric Flair, yeah, you know. Uh, Triple H, pretty good friends with him. But uh, I got uh, the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. Um, I I, uh, I don't know. I know there was a lot of rumors that, that Brock was going to come back for this. That would, really would have uh, got me really uh, excited and stoked on that because I've been, I've been clamoring to see Lashley versus Lesnar for, you know, since he's been back. And uh, unfortunately, we get uh, Goldberg. But, you know, nostalgia, people love that shit. Uh, it's still cool. He still has one of the dopest entrances. Um, it, it's fun to kind of see him come out and, and do his thing. Obviously, I imagine this will be a five to ten minute match. It's not going to be any kind of fucking thirty minute um, stretched out kind of deal. But uh, my thing here, and, I, and we'll see if I'm right about it, is I can see Over winning, and then this is when Biggie comes out and cashes in, and then becomes the WWE Championship. That's my, that's what I. Th- um, I'm hoping for, and that's that's kind of my my hot take of the of the whole show here. What about you? Same thing, man. Get out of my head. Uh, definitely, I think Goldberg's going over. He's got two matches left on his contract. Uh, probably, if if uh, Big E doesn't get involved, there'll probably be a rubber match. Lashley will win it back, and then Big E will cash in. But uh, yeah, I see Goldberg going over. Unfortunately. Yeah, quick, like you know, a couple spears, jackhammer type bullshit. But we'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, yeah. I think it sucked too. Was a couple it's weeks the ago. Same shit, like twenty five years later. It sounds like. Yeah, like, I, don't, no, I mean, the Goldberg every, shit. every match. Um, because him and him and Brock had this like six month feud, and, and yeah, they were like five minute fucking 
everyone do their signatures and shit, and one guy wins. But what, I mean, it sounds like uh, remember on sixty four, Nintendo sixty four, the WCW revenge game, shit like that. Yeah, you just did your one, your specials and yep. done. All right, next one. Yeah, man, that's that's real life shit. The dude's fucking fifty four, so um, we'll see. Hopefully, uh. Well, this has got to be close to being in. I don't know. This it, Goldberg in the last like three years has just been a guy that they bring on, thinking this is just the dude we want to see nonstop. And I don't want to totally hate on the guy because, like, like I said, I, I get it to an extent. They always they are they're always on this nostalgia kick and shit. But um, I, mean, I thought he was. I was, really, I was really hoping for, for Brock to come back on that one. I'm really surprised that they didn't make something happen there. That sucks. But um, maybe he'll come back tonight. That'd be really fucking dope too. But. Where's Rey uh, Mysterio at? He he's on the card, man. He's actually that's what's up. I wasn't gonna hit it just because we got two more, and then I was gonna move on. But um, him and his uh, him and his son Dominic, man, they're challenging the Usos for the tag team titles, man. That'd be sick. He's been uh, doing a t- he's been running a tag team with his with his uh, real life son the last probably basically most of this year. So yeah, he's still he's still I, rolling, man. I got my take is going to be they have some kind of like father son six one nine combination coming. They've done it. They actually they have? um Hell yeah. Yeah. Ray Mysterio had a WWE title match uh, against Brock Lesnar uh maybe two years ago. Somewhere on that, but he ran out and they I think it was like a street fight or some kind of no disqualification or some shit. And they came out and they fucking double six nine him, but actually it's Brock <laughs> Lesnar, he's super Brock, so he obviously still super won. But <laughs> it was still fun to watch. He's like their version of the Hulk. Annoying. He's the final boss. That's you know everyone calls him yeah. he's the fucking final boss. Yeah. So, yeah, Super Shredder for sure. But, uh, yeah, we'll do uh, their SmackDown Women's Championship, and then we'll hit this uh, Edge and Seth Rollins, and we'll uh, we'll put a cap on it. But this is one of the matches I'm really excited about because they had a tremendous and I think my favorite WrestleMania match. Um, it's for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Um, they tore the house down um, at WrestleMania, and uh, these guys can really fucking go. They're two of my favorite wrestlers um, in the company right now. And again, they're on Fridays, so I, I don't know what uh, what Vince is doing over there for these Mondays, but uh, fr- Friday is just kicking ass. Um, but Sasha Banks just recently came back, and uh, the cool thing is, is she's back to being heel. I've always preferred heel Sasha Banks. I think she just she's that's just the mold that she's uh, you know for. It's perfect, and um, she's she's been uh, you know on her ass about it, and kind of. Um, been been using you know typical heel tactics, having people come out and beat Bianca's ass for her, and then uh, you know Bianca make the comeback, and then boom, she'll come through, hit her with her signature. But uh, this is a tough one, man. I mean, Bianca won at WrestleMania. It, it's only been what maybe four months, so um, I'm hoping Bianca keeps the uh, the the train rolling here. But I very well see Sasha Banks winning, but for the sake of picks. I'm saying Bianca's walking back out, still a champ. Now, I don't really follow that that storyline, uh, but just to oppose you so we're not on the same page on every pick here, I'm going to go ahead and take Sasha Banks on this one. Okay. Yeah, it could go either way, to be honest. Um, she's been having uh, Carmella and Zelina Vega come out and kind of – they've been kind of her cronies as of late, so they could come out and, and cost the match. We'll see what happens. But that's going to be a good one, man, for sure. And then to round it out, um, and there's goddamn, there's a lot of matches still. Yeah, but yeah, to round out this segment for us, 
Uh, we'll go with Edge for Seth Rollins. Uh, yet another one that I'm really excited for. Um, Edge came back last year, um, 2020 Royal Rumble. And uh, one of the coolest moments is actually, I believe, the second to last show they had with like full crowds. And you go and look it up on YouTube, man, his return at Royal Rumble. That was one of the loudest uh, pops and reactions as well. And a really cool moment, man. And you can kind of see, it was just another thing where you kind of seen his face because Edge had to retire in 2011 because of like something, I think something, something stenosis in his neck. I can't remember what it was. And uh, they basically were like, dude, yeah, if you take a wrong bump, man, you're, you're, you're not going to walk again. So he took, he retired and for 10 years, he just kind of was doing shows and, and, you know, different podcasts and, and different stuff. And finally uh, decided he was going to try to like, make a comeback man because he's seen daniel bryan who uh, had to kind of hang him up for a few years due to uh um head injuries and concussions and stuff and he was able to make a comeback i just kind of started getting the gears in motion there and, and eventually he was given the okay came back royal rumble 2020 um and obviously right after that boom we get hit with the pandemic and kind of uh, i had to wrestle in front of video fans and shit and had a couple how weird Decent that matches with, with Randy Orton, um, but the fact that they kind of had to do, a, like I said, the kind of the goofy shit, dealing with what they had, um, and not in front of crowds and stuff, it just, it wasn't, it kind of uh, was a little lackluster in my opinion, but he kind of, he came back again, um, he was uh, he was in the title picture at WrestleMania, and after that, he, he had another match against uh, Roman Reigns. At the last pay-per-view, Seth Rollins cost him the win. So now that they've been feuding. And uh, Seth Rollins, I really don't like the character or, you know, gimmick that he's rolling right now. It's I don't really get it. It's just like a heel guy that wears really ugly suits and thinks that it's cool. Odd. But at the end of the day, Seth Rollins is one of the best in-ring yep. performers um, in the world. So these two are about to fucking, uh, lack of a better term, burn it down. And I can't wait to watch. But. Um, I got Edwin. You know he's gonna go over. This is uh kind of his uh swan song. I think maybe he's got maybe another year. Uh, and then he'll probably you know be able to hang up on on his terms. But I don't see any reason why Seth Rollins would would go over here. I agree. Uh, Edge really needs to win, but I think that both of them need to win because Rollins really hasn't been in any kind of title picture in a while either. And I think it's a waste of his talent. I saw that Edge uh, made a comment a couple weeks ago that he doesn't mind. That's why he's back is to put over this younger talent because obviously he's a big name and you yeah. really can't tarnish his legacy at all. But yeah, I, uh, I'm going to go with Edge as well. I don't know about I that. Dig that. They got Bill Cosby. They can get Edge. He can be tarnished. In different ways. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you're going there. Yeah, you, I was like, they got Bill Cosby. When? Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> sure where the punch was coming from. <laughs> um, you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, if Seth wins against Edge, and then maybe that that catapults him into the title picture, I'd love to see um, Seth and, and Roman go at it for the Universal. That'd be uh, really. I'm sure a lot of people would love that. Um. So I could see that, but all right, we'll see what happens, man. We we basically picked all the same except uh, these last two. So I guess once it drops on Monday, we'll see how we did, man. I can't wait. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Once we get done recording, I'm probably going to just watch a bunch of uh, old SummerSlam matches and uh, gear up for tonight, man. I'm very excited. 
Uh, I'll definitely be uh, um, hitting you uh, on the line as, as the night goes. You going to be watching? Yeah, I'll be watching, man. Still in the air if I might come over. I'd love that, man. Let me know. If not, not a big deal. I know, like I said, uh, not a quick trip. Uh, you're out You're out there, man. You'd have to put a shirt on. I don't really know the, the distance from Genoa to, to uh, the Otsego area, but I imagine it's kind of far. I didn't even know where the Otsego area was until I moved out here. <laughs> yeah, to Togany or whatever. It's like past BG, yeah. right? Yeah, it's uh, it's more towards the river. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad little area. So I, sometimes for work, I got some stops out that way. I don't mind it. I love, I love it. Right. Yeah, man. But uh, that kind of rounds out the wrestling stuff. I uh, appreciate you guys letting me uh, get all that out, man. Um, we knew you were going to explore. It was a crazy did. 24 hours, man. That's for sure. Um, I love it. <laughs> it ain't for everybody. Everyone that I know basically kind of watched back in the 90s and then kind of jumped ship in the, like the mid-2000s. But yeah. I've always been, uh, I don't know. Well, I'll probably be watching that shit when I'm 60. R.I.P. Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, <laughs> facts, hundred percent. But um, <laughs> I guess that officially runs out the mill. I kind of added that little tidbit at the end. But um, we'll get into we'll, we'll we'll get into I guess you, Todd. No, uh, what no homo? Yeah, kind of weirder transition than the uh, than the OnlyFans to Toys R Us. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no way that that was yeah, not. Yeah, no his way. was awkward. Yours was. Well, yeah. mine would have went seamlessly if it if Joe didn't bring anything up. Man, <laughs> how could he not? Dude, yeah, you were like, you're like spaghetti in your pocket. You know what I mean? You're just that awkward, and I love it. I think we have a even worse transition through our group chats. So, oh yeah, they're well. That's I mean, that's tough. Yeah, what can you do? What can you do there? <laughs> but anyways, uh, let's. Not oh, for air. Todd, my man, one of the things that I love about doing this show is, is you know, scenarios like this where I get to play catch up with, you know, good friends of mine that I, I don't get to see and necessarily talk to because everyone's, uh, you know, it's different different times these days. Kids, jobs, the whole nine, man. So um, I'm really I'm really looking forward to that. Plus, I think you know you got a got a story, and it's kind of like that's with Ali. It's just you know you guys got stories that people will listen to and they're going to be able to take a lot from. So that that's another thing that I um, was really looking forward to bringing on for. Um, but, uh, you know, before we t- jump jump quite into the deep end there, man, uh, how you been? How, how are things going? Like like we talked about in pre-production, you look great, sound great, and things really look like they're, they're uh, on the up and up for you, man. I, I really love that. Yeah, things have been uh, busy, busy, busy around here. Uh, as most of you listeners or people we know probably know that I'm a recovering drug addict. And uh, we're going on just over two and a half years uh, clean and sober. Well, I shouldn't say that because I do still occasionally have a, a wine or something. But, uh, man, it's uh, we bought the house. We're getting married. Things are happening, man, at a, awesome. at a quick rate. Yeah. A dope That's ass awesome. house of that. I mean, how how were how's the because uh, was it sewage? You said was that that video? Was a sewage that thing? Was, you guys get that no. taken care of or no? Oh, yeah, that was the uh, the well pump burned up. The well, okay, all right, right, okay. Yeah, tired of this. That well. that been uh, taken care Sounds of. Like some some country problems. 
yeah, some country problems. Uh, yeah. yeah, we got we got it taken care of. The bill for that was uh, a little astronomical, and now we've I got these it. new neighbors. New neighbors are moving in, and they came by last week wanting to uh, wanting us to sign a petition to get city water moved through here. So I don't know how much that'll cost me in the long run, but probably worth it when you factor in like my appliances and piping and stuff through the house that's going to deteriorate due to the well water. house that's selling it too, like a real yeah. cell thing. Absolutely. 100%. I'm navigating through that too. Like that's this is my first uh, run in with with well water myself out here out here in the G. And um, it's different so far, it hasn't been as bad as I thought. Because I go to like people's houses when I was younger, and um, that had well water, and it would always just be that egg smelling bull, you know, bullshit that was terrible. And we don't really have it here, and we have a pretty good um, you know system out here in the garage. At one point though, there was like this thing called like a salt bridge where. Just because you had to pour all these little fucking cubes of salt in there to, in, into this little fucking thing to Soft clean out up. some of the minerals and metals and shit. And sometimes, like, when it sits there for a while, like, it all kind of just, like, bonds together and it doesn't uh, work the way it needs to. So you got to break that shit down and then clean it out and do this. And, I, you know, YouTube, Google, as always, as you guys know, is, uh, <laughs> you know, the savior always. So I kind of figured that out and was able to take care of that. And, um, Hasn't been too bad, man. I don't, I don't get any of that kind of smell anywhere. I don't, I don't see like the because some places you'll see water looks fucking yellow. Yeah, um, it seems like the people that lived here brown before, bathtubs, you know, installed a pretty good system. And uh, as long as I pay attention to that that salt level and and all that stuff, shouldn't be uh, too bad. And it's nice not having a water bill. I mean, that's that's one you know that's another nice thing. We're kind of we're living off the land, as uh, my boy Jake Griff says. <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's what it's all it takes yeah I'm off, I mean, I'm he ain't lying, is he? yeah, yeah he's living we're living I've off ne- the land i've never water known jay water. griffith to be a tall tale teller i mean water bill exactly. but he, water he's got the full because he lives about 45 seconds from me seriously which is dope but he's got a garden and all kind of stuff so he's living more off the land per se than i am but <laughs> um yeah you know he, he's he's an outdoorsman but uh yeah, it hasn't been too crazy of a transition, but yeah, I mean, the, from the pictures and the, like the the property itself, man, you guys have a phenomenal uh, home out there, man. So, I mean, you've been in there for a little bit, but congrats on that, man. That's that's a dope spot. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Are you uh, are you the one that to uh, that hits the the grass and all that? You're the you're the mower, and if so, man, yeah, man, just, what's what's that take every every week, time wise? Uh, it takes about it takes about fifteen dollars worth of gas. And uh, about two and a half hours, three hours if I'm going to weed whack around the house, but I don't even mess with the trees around here. The yard is on a, on a, it's on a, like a rolling plane where it's all hills and it's, yeah. uh, it gets tricky to navigate and kind of, uh, kind of scary sometimes. That OF's transitioning, man. You got to hit up our guy, Kyle Ben, man, from the grass up. They do, uh, they do great work. I've had him out here a couple of times and they're, they're uh, very, very fairly priced. And he's going to have his, thing yeah, starting October with, 1st, yeah, he's going to have a lot of time. And I have it. a yard that takes 40 minutes to, to do. That's something to, you know, food for thought, of course. But uh, that's awesome, man. That's good That's good to know. I think, obviously, just like anyone else, I think we're all going through uh, the homeowner headaches and trials and tribulations and stuff. So I think we're going to see those along the way. Um, <laughs> but it's good, man. I think we're... I got one for you. You're talking about headaches. Uh, I live in an old house, 
and randomly like my plaster ceiling just fell off. Like it just just sitting there and just it just fell off the ceiling. So now I've got a hole in the ceiling about the size of I don't know. It's big enough that we could install a uh fireman's pole through it if we wanted to. So I think that's the route we're gonna go instead of getting it repaired. So if you guys know anybody that can install a fire pole, let me know, please. Probably Snyder Woodworking, right? I probably. I mean, you, I mean, he's a handyman. Have to probably be titanium. Are you going to be using it? Because we're going to have to get a titanium fucking. Oh, definitely going to be using like it. Like a eight foot circumference or something. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> it's a pretty big hole, but the more I'm worried about the impact because it's only going to go down one floor. I'm not trying to go to the basement with it, so I don't know if I have to like pussy. <laughs> we're not gonna laundry shoot we don't need that sick. too yeah, we don't need yeah. a people shoot honey can you go get me a towel yeah hold on <laughs> <laughs> I'd be afraid to like jump down the pole naked cause I mean well, yeah, I'm not I mean, trying to stick to it you're gonna burn some shit you know yeah Ooh. yeah that could get really <laughs> grease that baby up yeah, you know that, that noise that, that screech pulled <laughs> Let's get a get a bucket of petroleum jelly and, and just toss it on there. You ever seen the episode? Uh, Dave Hartman actually, he, he always used to tell us that petroleum jelly is waterproof. So, you can kind of put those pieces together, especially if you know Dave Dave Hartman. But you can put those uh, yeah, pieces together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm. Uh, anyways, sorry, <laughs> sorry, yeah. I just go down that road. <laughs> no, it's all right, man. All good. That's funny. But uh, yeah, man. Um, I don't really even know where where to jump in exactly. Other than I, I wanted to make a couple shout outs because I always see it on. I think I've seen something recently on my Facebook memories of me, Paul, and our other guy, Frank Shanley. I'm sure you remember a little bit from our. Uh, we all worked at the Holiday Inn over there in Perrysburg. R.I.P. French Quarter. We, uh, we would uh, work Friday nights till about at ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. And then we'd race right over to, to Route 25 there by Levis Commons and stop in the good old Waffle House where our boy Todd was back there, man, serving them up. And Paul would make sure every time, every time, to play, I believe, Foolish Games by Jewel on the jukebox there. Um, not really 100% sure. Was that something, some sort of, like, joke between you and Paul or... I have no idea where he pulled that from. I think that was okay. just Paul being Paul. Yeah, he probably genuinely just, liked that song. He it was almost like the same time every time too. It just would be like mid meal, all of a sudden hear Jewel playing that exact <laughs> yeah. song. I'm pretty sure it was Foolish Games. I know it was Jewel for sure. I'll have to ask him, but um, oh, and he'd be back there, man, just doing the thing. And um, I don't think I've really been to Waffle House since, dude. Underrated place, dude, as far as food-wise. I don't know if, if maybe it's just because you were back there doing it or if, if I go to any Waffle House, but uh, some good shit, especially I, I think I got my, um, I don't remember the verbiage, chunked? Chunked and something else. Covered? Chunked. Chunked as ham, covered as cheese. Wasn't there a gravy one, too? I think I got that as well. Uh, yeah, I don't or remember something. what that was. I, I, like used, to get, I used to get like three different little things on there, but. Um, but I have yeah. I've been to uh, Waffle Houses since then, and uh, it's pretty clear decision that I'm the best Waffle House cook that I have ever I encountered. Yeah, because it's trash anywhere. Yeah, and expensive easy. now. Yeah, what oh, is yeah. I bet they're like the only place open during the fucking pandemic. <laughs> uh, they won't close for shit. 
Waffle House. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, we uh, we had some good times there. You know, back in the day when we were not those eighteen to twenty year old kids, and time flies, man. It's really crazy. I was just talking to Paul like two days ago because I had this. Facebook memory of, of when he used to live uh, over there in Rossford on Mandel, like right there against the uh, turnpike. And um, there was a video. I think it was just me hanging out there with him, um, Ashley and Bell. And she was like four years old. And she said this little cute little line. And it was just, it made him feel some type of way. As you, you know, you can imagine it's just time's flying, man. These kids are growing up. Like his, his daughter's 10 years old. It's just wild, man. And now we're all a year or two away from being in our mid thirties. Just wild stuff, man. But um you and I we've we've always had uh how would you describe our relationship, Todd, to the folks? Uh uh man. Tumultuous. <laughs> Maybe we especially during little, high school days, I guess. Yeah, but, we had that, that rap battle beef going on in, in the high school Dave, days. Remember when then Dave snitched on you and you know to this yeah. day denies it, but Yeah, but I bring it up every time I see him. You got to. <laughs> And it's the best. Yeah, for those of you, because you guys don't know either. Yeah, but me and Todd had this, and it was it, like the funny, the funniest part is, is it, part of part of it took place via via um aim away message. You know how people used to to put the custom yeah. away messages, and yeah, there there would be we'd throw some shots because that was maybe even like just just as MySpace was hitting like the cusp of its you know existence. Yeah. That's how you, that's, you know, that's how you did the thing. And um, he denies it, but Dave apparently printed off what Todd said or something and showed, I don't know if it was our principal or what, what it was. What? But I remember one day at school, me, Todd got pulled in. I don't know if it was just me and you or somebody else was there, but Why by the school, you, what, they had a police officer. You know, What did he go country. out of his way? What did you say that he went out of his way like that? Was he it just wild? something about putting bullets in my back or some shit. But, uh, yeah, there was, was like there was a lot verbatim, of references but, to guns. Yeah, and we got okay. pulled into the lunchroom, the cafeteria, by the the, the police officer um, that you know patrolled the school, and we got talked to about it. it. Was it was funny? We were like seventeen, sixteen years old, maybe. All right. I mean, I I would have asked you probably first, you know, what's up with this, but I get where where Dave's at. Trying to watch out for you. I got get well that and like because Todd you would think that well, at the time thought that like I would I would like unleash my my friends on because like, i remember curry and b rice <laughs> approached you and like, in the stairway about some stuff and yeah like, i never i never actually was like dave brandon mike attack <laughs> <laughs> Which, i mean it could appear like that there's just some funny uh, high school stuff but nothing's ever really uh kind of gone beyond those lines per se but um that's so goofy man <laughs> Yeah, that's always we've got a lot of funny th- things like that. And there's another thing too. I think um, that popped up was when we were supposed to battle rap each other at Railway Park in Walbridge. There was a whole time set up. <laughs> that is everything. also a pretty funny sentence here. But that's actually, and that's the funny thing is that really the the whole crux of of our our feud per se was um, the fact that we thought we could beat each other in, in battle raps. That's what it really all came down <laughs> to. Rapping by the rails? Yeah. yeah, man. It almost went down at, at Railway Park. I used to go to their... Uh, went down. I used to go by Rally by the Rails. That was a classic uh, festival. Yeah. Right there on the yeah, same, Dylan, same location, man. Uh, Dylan, Dylan had played that uh, the, the boyfriend song that he did 
a couple weeks back. And I was like, wow, look at the nuts on this guy. I would never, I was actually worried about coming on the show today because I thought that Bobby was going (laughs) to dig up some of those old MySpace raps and and play them. And I'm like, man, I was was so misguided as a teenager. We all were. Like, after you just realized, like, hey, (laughs) I was a goofball, but so were you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you ever like get the memories in your Facebook and like, oh, 10 years ago, and you're like, I said the cringiest shit. I'm just going to delete this. No, yeah. (laughs) Memories, Facebook memories, and um, time hot, man. I I don't remember the last time I cringed when I started hitting like stuff from eight, nine, 10 years ago plus. God, right? And it's like, good God, man. You just gotta laugh at it, though, dude. You just gotta laugh at it. Um. Well, yeah, but no, yeah. Some some of it you do laugh at, but the other things you just you you shake your head and yeah, you legitimately at least me (laughs) cringe. Yeah, that is. Yeah. What the fuck? Definitely some. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I put this on a public forum with a comment section. Yeah. I'm a moron for the world to see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Permanently archived on the on the internet. Yeah, me being, I'm from Warbridge, Ohio, and I was walking in gang-colored vape clothing in certain neighborhoods <laughs> and thinking that it was okay. And one that you had ops anyways, or anybody knew what the hell you are doing. There goes yeah. that large Asian kid wearing that blue hoodie again. Yeah, and, and matching, <laughs> whatever. matching crit blue fucking um, Air, Air Forces. Not intending it to, to rep that at all. It's just I wanted to match the... Shit. And that's sense. obviously how you know that I was from fucking suburban ass Wabridge. <laughs> Not knowing that I'm, I'm, I'm head to toe. You know what I'm saying? I go down He's gripping so hard. Some, some deep shit, but um, but no, yeah, t- actually, Tumultuous is pretty good, but for the most part, I think at least the last 10 to 15 years, I, th- I think we've, we've been uh, pretty solid on the friendship tip. Um, definitely have always wrestling's always definitely been something that's bonded us and something that always kind of keeps us in touch and gives us a reason to to check in and whatnot. So that's always been something I've been thankful for. Um but uh as far as like getting together you know with each other, that's kind of been far and few between, understandably so. But uh um I don't know. I, I remember probably about five-ish, four or five-ish years ago. I mean, obviously, in the small towns that we're from, you know, Millery, Wabridge areas, rumors swirl around, like, obviously, you know, easy. In, like, a day's time, whatever the top fucking T is of the day, that's getting thrown around like nothing. And I know I, I would hear certain things about you, but at that point in time, I was just kind of at the point where I was like, I, I don't want to, you know, stick my nose into somebody else's business. Obviously, And I also didn't want to just reach out and be like, hey, what's up, Todd? I heard such and such. Wait, what the fuck's going on? Maybe I should have, you know. Uh, I kind of um, go back and forth on that sometimes, kind of knowing what I know now. Um, maybe I should have reached out a few times, but, I mean, uh, I guess we'll kind of hit the timeline a little bit. I mean, with whatever you're comfortable with, of course. Um, of You know, maybe when stuff started going down south, and then eventually what kind of led you uh, through the other side. Yeah, uh, so about that, if you would have reached out to me, uh, I probably would have told you a big, big lie and I'm fine because that's, that was the story. And that's how it goes with addicts is, is they have to be willing to, to reach out to somebody else who they know can help them. Uh, so uh, back in the beginning, uh, it's probably 
2013 when I started using prescription painkillers. And uh, at first it was great because I was in a position where I was getting them for cheap and, and selling them and making some money. And then I got hurt at, at work one day and uh, the guy who I was working next to was like, why don't you take one of those things you got, you know what I mean? Make you feel better. And I did, even though I was very vigilant against, uh, cause I had some friends who went down that road before me and I was like, this is terrible. Why are you doing this? Uh, but I, lo and behold, I, I took that pill that day and it, and it made me feel incredible. I was like, Superman, I got home. I was, uh, playing with the kids. I was not arguing with my, my, uh, girlfriend at the time. And, and, uh, that's usually how these things start is, uh, euphoria. You feel great about it in the beginning until you develop the habit and a physical dependence on it. And, uh, that's what happened to me. And, uh, I remember the first time that I wasn't able to, uh, to, to get the, the drugs that I needed and I felt sick and I had no idea why. And, uh, I reached out to a friend and he was like, yeah, you're dope sick, man. Uh, you need to get some, some drugs in your system. And, uh, at that point I knew I had a problem, but was still in denial. Uh, it wasn't until the prescription painkillers got hard to, to come by that I, I made the, the switch over to, to heroin. And uh, that was uh, that was when everything kind of came crashing down. Uh, you know, I had two two my two daughters in my custody at that time, which was I look back on that and I was like, man, why couldn't I have uh, you know got this out of my system before they came? Makes me feel like a piece of shit, you know. But uh, so yeah, the 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 heroin I had tried to uh, get help numerous times i think i've been to inpatient rehab 30 days or more seven times Jeez. and yeah and and that's actually the statistic for that for how many times on average it takes someone to uh get a hold on this thing is uh something around 48 times or not 48 14 <laughs> times i believe it man uh, you always hear about celebrities like this is like say bam margera this is his you know eighth one this year or something like that I'm like holy shit like it's it's wild man i never thought that i would be in that position uh with everything that i had to lose especially uh in just letting something control me my thought process basically every move i made while i was on drugs was to get more drugs and uh man super cringeworthy looking back on it but you know i i wanted to come on the podcast today to talk about this because this is good for me and it's good for anybody who might be struggling, who who might uh, listen to this. And I just want to say, like, 100%. the way that I went, the the way that I went about getting myself cleaned up, is not like the uh, the standard way with the twelve step meetings and the sponsor and everything. Uh, that that works for most people, but it wasn't working for me because I tried that route and and maybe I didn't give it enough go. But uh, what I'm doing now seems to be working. Sorry, there's a truck passing by. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this last time I went, well, two times ago that I went and tried to get cleaned up is where I actually met my fiance. She uh, works at the rehab that I went to, and it wasn't until like six months after I left there that we had connected over over Tinder. And uh, we, we started dating Dude, after that. Same. And uh, – <laughs> so i met my wife 
So yeah, flash. I stayed. I stayed clean for like nine months that time, and then uh, then I picked up the the crack cocaine habit, and uh, that really. How did you make that jump, man? I mean, I feel like that's totally (laughs) up down. You know what I mean? Like that's totally different in my mind. Well, that's that's the culture with with uh, drug users is up down speedball. Yeah. Uh, use this to come down from that. Oh, I'm too Love down from that. No, I, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it started out with co- the crack cocaine for about two weeks, and uh, then I I couldn't rest. You know what I mean? I, so I needed something to bring me down. Eventually, turned back to heroin, and then I was using both for. I went on probably like a two three month run at that point. Yeah. Lost. Yeah lost everything lost about 60 pounds thankfully my my fiance now didn't leave me uh she saw something in me uh and the last time i used i had gotten pulled over by the toledo police department with my children in the back seat drugs in the center console and uh they pulled me out i don't know if they saw me they were looking for me from a dealer's house or whatever but uh they pulled me out asked me what was if i had anything in the car i was up front and honest with them told them there's you know drugs in the center console they locked me up and and luckily they called my mom to come pick up my kids instead of social services because that would have been a whole nother battle but uh so i went and did that and then they or bonded me and I checked into rehab immediately. That's what I told the judges. I'm, I'm planning on going back to rehab. They said, okay, we'll continue this out and see how you do. And I had two felony charges pending and a child endangerment charge. So they were threatening to take my kids away from me. And I, their mom, I, you know, I don't really want to talk too much about that, but she's still out there in the struggle. And, and I hope that she gets some, oh, damn. Get, gets out of that. So I, I have custody of my two daughters. So I went out to Sandusky to a place called Recovery Institute of Ohio, uh, and it was a low-key program, not too many people, small groups, and I really enjoyed it out there. It got me away from the environment that I'm used to because I could go through Toledo and and point out, you know, on every block where where I've gotten high. And uh, That's crazy, man. So I, I went out there and kept going back to court. They kept giving me continuances, seeing how I was going to do, and uh after about six continuances and about eight months in the court system, they decided to drop the charges. They were very happy with what I was doing. And, uh, you know, here we are today. I'm still, still chugging along. Like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, uh, I do still occasionally drink and, uh, it, you know, what I say is that I'm clean from ruining my life, uh, with the, the harder drugs and, and those things like drinking could definitely take me back to that thing if I let it, but I just have, more self-control today and a, a firmer grip on reality and, and where I'm at and what I have to lose. Uh, so yeah, that that's where we're at today, man. Things have really changed in my life. Uh, got up out of my mom's house, uh, bought this beautiful house, just bought a brand new car. And now I'm getting married next month to uh, a great woman, man. She never left my side. She's great for my children. We have four all together. She has a son who I'm very involved with. Uh, and then we have a son together. And, uh, man, things couldn't be better. I'm, I'm very blessed to be here today because a lot of people don't don't make it to the situation that I'm in right now. We have a lot of friends. alive, man. You got really lucky. Right. Damn. Yeah, yeah, we man. have a lot of friends um, who haven't made it. Todd, dude, uh, I know we've never been, like, the super closest friends, but we've always, like I said, we always had a pretty solid friendship, man. But um, I, I'm... 
I'm very proud of you, man. I'm very proud that you were able to pull through. Um, and, and, um, very happy that, uh, you know, you still got, you know, you're with the kids and you're getting married. And like I said, you, you pulled through the other side and are, are in a really great situation and just seem to be just building off that. And, um, you know, haven't really taken any steps, you know, backwards, you know, to my knowledge, I'm sure sometimes there's been maybe some struggles, but obviously you got a pretty solid, uh, support system, which obviously is always a huge help. So, um, you know, it's everything I've just seen and, and heard, you know, in the last couple of years is just, it's been, it's been awesome, man. And, and um, I probably should have said, you know, reached out and said some, you know, before, but yeah, man, I'm very happy and, and, and very proud that uh, you came through on the other side, man, because we, we both have had, you know, people that we hung around with, went to school with, you, you've seen that obviously they did not get through and um, they're not with us today. So um, I, I'm, I'm, ecstatic and just you know thrilled that uh you're one of those people that were able to break through man i appreciate that bob 100 percent. um i mean dylan joe i, I kind of i'm like i've got I, wild I questions kinda, man i don't know run it all right how okay when you jumped the heroin like you know that's not cool right like you know that as a person how did you even go about doing that, man? Like, I know you needed it. Like, was it just to urge that, hey, I need to feel better? You know what I mean? Well, uh, heroin is a cheaper alternative to uh, yeah. prescription painkillers. It's a lot more readily available. Back when well, I how'd you go about doing using, that? Like, how'd you go, hey, I need to find some heroin? Out. Well, it wasn't like a cold call or like I rolled through <laughs> the projects and asked somebody for it. That's uh, so I know people. Yeah. You know, you make relationships and, and uh, usually they become torn through like somebody stealing or doing you dirty or whatever. But uh, somebody linked me in with some some of that stuff. And, yeah. you know, it was off to the races after that. It was the painkillers, the gateway to heroin. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Man. Fuck. I don't know, man. It's pretty adventurous. I get it. Yeah, it was a it was a wild ride, man. I, I speaking of the ride, like what's the high like with heroin? Because you see, like I mean, my obviously only experience with it would be watching it through like movies, Hollywood. Their kind of like philosophy of how the high would be. Um, so, how would you explain it being one that went through it? Uh, the only movie that I've ever seen that w- did like a an accurate portrayal of like a heroin addiction. There's actually two movies. Train Spotting does a very accurate portrayal, and then uh, there's a movie with uh, Heath Ledger, and it was about a codependent relationship where they use together, and they, you know, he ends up selling his girlfriend to get a fix, and that was that was pretty accurate. Uh, but the th- some everybody responds to it differently. I never right. overdosed. Uh, I don't know why because I was definitely not cautious not to overdose uh but thankfully That's i never crazy. did um but yeah my question is kind of, is kind of uh on, on the rehab front um because you i've seen like you've seen some like the reality show and obviously they're not completely accurate uh, as far as like um detox and stuff it look like a lot of guys they'll even have like painful experiences you know because your body's like you know wanting that stuff and, and once you take off like stomach hurt and you're not eating stuff. I mean, what, what, what was that process like? 
Oh, it's it's definitely hell. You check into these places and you don't you might know some people from the last time you were there or whatever, but you feel alienated. You feel like you let everybody down. And that's part of the mental aspect, uh, other than wanting to go get high more, leave that place and and go get your fix. But uh, the the muscle cramps, the restless legs, the sleeplessness and the racing thoughts, uh, those are hell, man. I would never want to go through that again for the right. ninth time <laughs> yeah um we always say nine we'll, times we'll, uh, before we before we get out um <laughs> like like you said i you know you you, you kind of want to tell your story just if there's somebody out there listening um because obviously a lot of times you know people don't put the struggles that they're doing on, on front street you know I, as we know social medias and, and shit like that is you just post the good times you know you know so you don't obviously know when somebody's going through the same kind of stuff, you know, that, that you were. So hopefully if anyone's listening out there, you know, kind of hear your story, hopefully they, uh, you know, decide to take the leap and get the help, uh, you know, that they need or, uh, you know, can reach out to us. I mean, I, I know obviously uh, a lot of some, what it sounds like most people are kind of too ashamed to reach out to maybe friends or family to, uh, to say, Hey, I'm, I'm doing such and such. Uh, can can you help? But um, hopefully, uh, like I said, I like there's a stigma with it, you know, and, and take, and take something from it because obviously we all much rather have, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, Todd Stahl's, you know, comeback stories than some of the stuff I've, you know, I've seen from, you know, neighborhoods and, and, and people that, uh, you know, I knew, you know, obviously. Absolutely. But um, these days now, man, I mean, obviously you're, you're, a, you're a parent you're and you're busy doing that stuff. Now, obviously busy setting up a, you know, a big, big wedding, but, um, you know, typical, you know, Todd stall week or weekend. Like what, what do you, what do you like to do these days, man? When you get a chance, man, really, I don't do much. Uh, weekend is for the mowing and for the lounging around. And then, uh, through the week, man, we are so busy right now with, uh, I help coach the, the third and fourth grade football team over at BG, which my stepson is a part of. And then uh, in the winter, I, I help coach the wrestling team, which I'm very passionate about. Bobby, you know, I wrestled all through through school. Yep. And uh, I love that. I love being involved. I love doing things in the community. Uh, giving back makes me feel good about myself. So that, that also helps with, with uh, self-esteem and things like that. Uh, but through the week, man, it's just practices, dinners, uh, bedtime really like that's all we have time for that's uh, yeah i mean that's really about the uh the going the going rate anymore for for all yeah. of us parents that's rinse fact. and repeat yep, yeah pretty much do you think helping Are those you... kids out keeps you on the on the right path oh it definitely gives me some accountability uh and like i like i had said uh it, it helps me with my self-worth you know what i yeah. mean knowing that i'm worth it not to go back down that road that's I think that's people knowing what they're worth is hard for a lot of people. You know what I mean? They they don't know that people actually care about them. They'll probably think, you know, I'm the only one in this battle. People need to get help, man. It sucks. It's hard to ask for it. Yeah, that's unique. Absolutely. Oh. What's up, Dylan? No, I was just gonna say that's the unique part of like Todd's story here in that it's in a in a great way because a lot of people like Bobby was saying don't get to the point where they yeah. can realize what they're going to lose and what they do have currently in front of them and all that stuff, and they don't want to see that vanish and that use that as also motivation to get on the right path. Hundred percent. 
Um, on a little bit of a lighter note, our, our guy Paul Tippy, he's, he's been referenced the last couple weeks actually, but <laughs> he's always referred to you as a loose cannon. Um, what? What? Uh, <laughs> what uh, of all the people in the world these days, man, it seems like you're a little more chilled out, relaxed. Um, back in our younger days, though, he kind of had a point, but you still got yeah. that in you, or is that that's, that's in, in your older days kind of dissipated? Oh man, we actually saw the loose cannon come out uh, last oh, week at football. Okay. At, at at football practice, there was a drunk guy, and uh, I wasn't I wasn't in a position to coach. Uh, my fiance Caitlin's about to go back to school, so she's getting everything ready. So I had all the kids on the sideline at the football practice, and this uh, this inebriated guy shows up, and he's being belligerent and rolling around and acting crazy, and he's right next to me. And I was like, okay, you know, he's drunk. I'll leave him alone, yada, yada, yada. But I'm super annoyed. And uh, then he ran into my one-and-a-half-year-old son, Colton, and didn't show any remorse about it, knocked him down. The kid was fine. Ooh. He got right up. But it was the principle that the guy didn't, you know, hey, sorry about that. Won't happen again. I'll chill out. So I approached him about it and said, hey, man, you just knocked my son over. I think it's time to settle down. And he immediately rips off his shirt you're a bitch, calls me everything in the book, I'll knock you out. In front of all these kids, a lot of these kids know me from from wrestling, and uh, uh, the coaches, the parents, I was completely embarrassed right in front of my kids. And uh, man, I was I was a wreck that night. Uh, but I, I definitely showed some restraint. Maybe not, maybe not, going back to the loose cannon days. That'd be hard, man. I don't... Yeah. You knock my kid over. The only thing keeping me keeping me from murdering somebody would be the fact that I'd be taken away from my kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little bit of jail's not so bad, you know? As long as I'm not by the time she's in kindergarten, we'll be all right. Shoot, I can use a vacation. I know. Yeah, I can't I mean, wait I guess, to lift weights. I guess that begs the question, though. What are you willing to go to jail for? There's always that fine line. Obviously, Ooh. with our kids. With our kids, it's like, you know, anything happens like that just... The law the does not matter at that point in time, right? The time to the money. Like, I'm going to commit a crime. It's going to be probably defending my kids and my wife or something or for money. So the money's got to outweigh, like, four or five years in jail. What's what's the number? I don't know. I can't do that calculation in my head. Tax-free? Probably. If I can have that Goodfellas treatment. Come on. I know you're in jail. That's this. this. If I can eat steak and drink wine in, in jail. And a nice tracksuit. I'm in. We can make, we can make some wine in jail, no matter where we're at. I just watched that the other Coach. day. <laughs> Someday I'm gonna try to uh, cut garlic with a razor blade, super thin. I bet, I bet it's pretty fucking dope. That's the only way to do it. Probably harder shit, but yeah, man. Shout out to Paulie. Yeah, right. Uh, Cicero. <laughs> Great. That's one of the top three movies in my my book, by the way. Same. Speaking of movies, though, you guys have all participated in, in the uh, the greatest 90s sports movie bracket. Uh, unfortunately, I, I do everything random seeding, so obviously we did have some early some early banger matchups. So the the Elite Eight, um, we got uh, we got both major league movies, which I, I fuck with both Space Jam, basketball, which I I didn't know, dude. Um, as I many love people it. that have watched that movie, I thought it was going to be kind of one that got knocked out early. I I think it's. Pretty great uh, underrated uh, comedy there. Um, <laughs> cool running, Sandlot, Waterboy, and Happy Gilmore left. Um, who are you guys seeing? Uh, who's going to take him, man? 
I think Sandlot's going to take the ship, man. Yeah. I would they like took to second place in um, the 90s kids movie bracket. They lost to Lion King. So a lot of people fuck with Sandlot, man. Um, was, ha- was Happy Gilmore still in that 90s? Yeah, kids? and Waterboy. And the thing is, a um, little, little uh, exclusive here is I was like, just looking at the bracket for the Elite Eight. They go against each other. Both both Sandler movies are going to be going against Happy Gilmore. Be Happy Gilmore. I think I take yeah. Happy Gilmore in that matchup right. myself as well. But we'll see. We yeah, I want to know what's up. A, cu- a couple rounds ago, the Big Green with uh, with Ham from the Sandlot. Yeah. What did that beat out to make it to the next round? Let me take a look. I'll pull right up here. Um, was it? It was pretty popular Ducks too. Three or something. Might have been Mighty Ducks three. Big Green beat um, Program. Bullshit. And then went up against uh, Major League and then got trounced. The Program's a great movie. There were a couple of underrators that got... I try uh, not to vote for stuff I've never seen. Like, I don't remember seeing that movie. I mean, I might have, but I just don't remember it. So I try not to just vote for the one I do know. I don't think that's very cool. Man. I feel like there that was one too cuz I I put uh it's a, it's the worst Rocky movie but I like I said I not I got all the five. any sports movies that I could find was Rocky 5 and man <laughs> it went up against uh Mighty Duck D2 and um Josh Smith man this kid we went to high school with was uh not happy about it. I mean, he like got in a very lengthy debate with me about it. About how he he just it's Rocky big Rocky five. guy. That's what I told him man and I was like you got the best, in my opinion, the best of the, the Mighty Ducks trilogy versus the worst of the Rocky movies. What would you expect? Even if you're a big Rocky fan, I mean, fuck. I see Rocky 2 and Ducks 2. Okay, flip a coin, whatever. Yeah, Rocky 4. Like Rocky 4 is going to knock all three Mighty Ducks movies out. My, Rocky 4 is the best, yeah, 100%. That's uh, unfortunate. I think probably earlier, mid-80s mid, mid 80s or some shit, so I can't, can't do it. But next one I'm going to do is either going to be 2000s, Comedy or 2000 sports, um, from obviously 2000 to like 2010. And I was looking at it, man, it's like you forget how many fucking dope ass movies came out in that span for both for both uh genres. It's crazy. Everyone kind of thinks, looks back, you know, finally in the 90s. We all do, especially myself. But I was looking at the 2000s, I haven't really really looked before, but fuck, man, there's uh, especially in the, cool the, like, the early 2000s, like. There's some some uh, some bangers, man, hundred percent. But I'm gonna decide which one of those once that gets knocked out. And keep it rolling, baby. You know what I'm saying? Love the updates. Do some sort of wrestling related bracket, but didn't you do intro theme or a theme song or something like that? That's always been uh, kind of in the wings. I just gotta kind of figure out how to how to set that up because there's gonna be a lot of people that won't know. So maybe I'll have to post because you got to post like pictures. Maybe It'd be I'll like what YouTube links, YouTube links you know? maybe. Yeah, oh, that's true. Uh, I might, who's gonna, have who's gonna really want to do both of those? I don't know. Listen to both. Bobby, maybe. what's your what's best your wrestling theme song? Yeah. Um. Probably, uh, probably Stone Cold's man. Just because yeah. it, really? it, it, it's it bangs. It's iconic, off, dude. And obviously, it's just yeah, exactly. You hear that glass? You're like, what? Hey, I, I thought it was the. Is. I thought it was the. Yeah. Oh, I mean, name? I've always been a big fan of Razor Ramones. Has been great. Uh, I love. I've always loved the Wolfpack NWO's theme song. Yeah. That's a banger. 
What's uh what's that dude's um, name? Isn't that Sensei Makamura or something like that? Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's probably top five in, in my eyes. I love that shit. That's that's a really good uh good theme song. Um all of Triple H, all three of Triple H's theme songs are great. The both the Motorhead ones and then whoever the the band I think it was the band that did the DX theme did his first solo uh theme song. But what are you, man? Uh number one would have to be the brood. And, okay, uh, which was no, just played last no, night, actually. I I saw that this morning. I was like, wow. Uh, yeah. But then uh, the uh, Ministry of Darkness Undertaker from 1998. Okay. All right. I don't hate that at all. Yeah. I miss Hollywood I mean, Hogan his, his coming out on the bike. Most current <laughs> theme song, too. Hey, Hollywood Hulk Hogan's Voodoo Child from, uh, yeah. from Jimi Hendrix. Pfft, that was fire. cool. Fire. <laughs> I love yeah. that song. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna try to figure out how to set that up because yeah, I have that in my notes. That's as as like a potential one, but I just gotta figure out how to how I'd set that up just so because I just don't think people are gonna want to click one link, listen to a song, go back, click the other. It's a lot of work. People are lazy, even though all it really takes is a couple finger swipes. But um, maybe a time thing too. A lot of people get on there, right? Want to take it a poop, but (laughs) we got a couple more things, and then we will get you out of here. Ty, we really appreciate the time. Uh, on on a Saturday morning, but uh, one thing we got to talk a little food. You know what I'm saying? That's always uh, been uh, a, a great topic on this show, and, and you're one that uh, is not uh, one to shy away from that. So, have you found? Well, we'll find out if you find any dope eat spots on your way now, or if you just want to share ones uh, from from past. Anything that you whip up in the kitchen these days? I mean, what's up, man? Throw it out. Uh man the the really the only restaurant around here is uh the mail pouch saloon over in haskins which is about Ooh. a five minute drive from my house great very, very nice two years ago i've heard recently i haven't been there in probably five months or so and it was sort of lackluster but uh my boss actually told me he went there last week and it was it was the pits so uh then staying away from there actually now that you say it i don't think i've been there in like two years but when i went it was great burgers i think the people that I went with got the chicken wings, and they said that those were good, but it probably has been about a couple of years. I wonder if the pandemic's screwing that up for people, though, you know, staff-wise and stuff like that, yeah. Sure. Oh, well. What about you? What's what's the signature Todd Stahl dish, man, if you, if you had to say? Man, it's got, it's just got to be the ribeye. Okay. The ribeye without it. I'm not getting anything other than a ribeye when I'm buying steaks. Ah. Uh, and Respect. then uh, you got to have some roasted potatoes with it and probably some sweet corn. Asparagus sometimes, those are interchangeable, yes, the asparagus yes. and the corn. I agree. But, yeah, that's that's the uh, the signature dish as of right now, but it seems to change about every six months. What's, what's the uh, what's the seasonings and then um, what, what temp are we going with here? This is big. <sighs> you know me. I'm a medium rare kind of guy. My guy. Let's go. So I, I, was, uh, I was using all kinds of seasonings. Uh, you know, dabbling around, and uh, that Sean Shearer guy called me out on the on the page. Remember that? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. there's been a couple yeah, beefs said, on there. <laughs> yeah, he said something about salt and uh, and pepper is all a man needs or something, and I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been there, done that. But uh, you're tough. But... <laughs> no, I don't even know that. I don't even know that guy. Maybe Fuck me neither. <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, obviously salt and pepper first, and then I'll hit it with some like some butter steakhouse seasoning from the uh, the Kinders, I believe is oh, the, yeah. the brand. Yeah, absolutely. I fuck with that. But then I, I always run into the problem that I season my potatoes with the same thing that I season the steak with. So it's they, they usually end up tasting the same. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay, I can do that. Man. Anyone fuck with any like mustard? What's that? Anyone fuck with mustard on their steak? I seen that like as a trend not too long ago. Get out of here! Swear to God, they like, like I saw it to dip in because some guys yeah, don't no. use like mustard as they like a rub binder it. on like meats and shit, so it holds the seasonings. But uh, I wouldn't use that shit for like a dipping. Well, I don't dip my steak in anything, but definitely it wouldn't be mustard. And they like squirt mustard on on the raw steak. They rub it in. They oh yeah, so like they that. use that as a binder. You don't. It don't take. I've done that not on steaks, but I've done that on like ribs. Um, like briskets and shit. It just bind, It just holds the seasoning. You don't taste mustard or anything like that. Okay. It's just another way. Blank. Or you can just use oil or whatever. But yeah, I, use, I usually use olive oil. Like yeah. I mean that's that's yeah. It's just a binder. That's all it is. My try, man. Yeah. I've got a uh, I've got Trevor a sleeper Keeper. dish that I've been that I've been uh, playing with the okay. last couple Here weeks we with the practices and stuff. So it's those sliders. I'm sure you've seen them on Facebook. Uh, you take the King's Hawaiian rolls, cut them in half as a sheet. You keep them together, and then ham or whatever your deli choice of meat is. I use Swiss and provolone. Throw that top bun back on. Throw them in the heat, 325 for like 10 minutes, and then I hit them with some butter on top. Throw them back in the in the broiler for Neither. about two minutes just to crisp them up. Oh my that god! Awesome. I can dig that. Bone apple teeth. Yeah, man, that sounds pretty <laughs> fire. I, I'd uh, obviously that's something that the kids would uh. We definitely eat up because that's the one thing I'm running into now is if it ain't chicken nuggets, man. I gotta fucking I gotta get a little loud and and threaten to take toys away to get them to eat anything else on earth. Or turn on the sirens. McDonald's fucking chicken nuggets or French fries, or else it's fucking the hardest thing ever to get into. But and that's another thing as well. I, I think I was telling you guys the other day. I'm, I don't know who the fuck started the the terrible twos narrative. Uh-huh. That shit was easy as fuck. Right. Threes so far. I mean, Terrible. it's not horrible at the end of the day. He's still he's a good boy. Right. He doesn't do anything too wild, but he's just more whiny and kinda he'll throw tantrums, you know, more of the tantrums if he doesn't get what he wants. And it's like, holy shit, what the <laughs> fuck happened in the last six months? I know. <laughs> so it's definitely uh, terrible kids, threes or Do your kids fight a lot, Bob? Yes. Yeah. Cause uh, there's a four year age gap, so like she'll try to treat him like they're the same age and like she'll try to boss him around or, or if he doesn't want to watch what she wants to watch, that yes, yes. So actually, this week, a couple of times, I just told Tori because I'm fucking laid up still. I'm like, you need to go up there and you need to separate those kids because I'm not, I can't take the shit anymore. Put them in their own cages. Yeah, because she obviously, with her being four years older, she's still gonna be able to like, you know, take his little ass down for now. But who knows? I mean, once in a couple of years, when he starts getting a little bigger, it's, it's gonna get real, real rowdy. But yeah, it's, <laughs> that's gonna be bad. No yeah. pay-per-views. And that's when I start. I'll be like, God damn it. Knock it. And then I'm like, holy shit, I'm turning into my dad. <laughs> it just It eventually happens. <laughs> but um, last thing before we uh, put a cap on, man. It's been a tremendous episode. But uh, I got to ask the question we ask every guest at the end of the shows. And that is, Todd, knowing what you know today, what is one thing you would tell your 18-year-old self? Man, you know, I've been thinking about this question a lot because I know you ask it. 
And uh, man, I can't come up with a, because I try to not live with regrets. Obviously, if I hadn't done a lot of the things I, I have done, I wouldn't be in the position or I may, you know, may or may not be in the position I'm in today. Uh, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything, honestly, because it, it's given me, I mean, that's not the question, but I guess I would tell my 17 year old self, uh, nose to the grindstone, shit's going to happen, roll with the punches, do the best you can. All right. Hey, I mean, it's, yeah, short and sweet, baby. And that's, that's, I think that's solid, solid advice. And like you said, um, you know, the, the route that you've taken maybe, may, uh, you know, probably not ideal, but, uh, but you wouldn't be, you know, you could be, if you didn't go down that route, maybe still be at your mom's house, kind of in a comfortable spot, you know, where like, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, and I'm in a good, you know, you know, uh, area right here. I'm good. But you know, where you had to kind of climb back out of, I guess the hole that you put yourself in, you had to really grind out and get yourself in the spot now to look where you're at, man. I mean, look, look out, dude. That's, uh, you got a fucking tremendous home, um, on sitting on a, a you know, really nice property and you're doing real well for yourself, man. So, uh, that's solid, solid, uh, solid advice there. And a good way to, uh, to close out the show, man. 120, another, another great episode. And, like I said, this is yet another one that I think a lot of people are going to listen to and, and take a lot from. <laughs> and even if they didn't, I mean, even if they're not in the same scenario you are in, you can kind of just take the same kind of stuff. Like you're going to go through some, some deep, heavy shit, but just keep trucking and, and uh, you know, lean on the people that you love and uh, you'll get through it, man. So Todd, my man, uh, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a, a, a fantastic show. Uh, much love to you. Good luck to you. Uh, the future wife i hope everything goes well there and um we'll talk more off air hopefully i can catch you this evening man. i'd love you for you to stop by if not when things slow down for you let's uh, let's let let's link up and get a bite man thanks man bobby joe dylan thanks so much for having me i just want to say if anybody is struggling don't don't hesitate to reach out to me or someone else you know uh no judgment here awesome there it is with that said dylan you know what time it is baby Yes, sir. 120 in the books. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of TSP, baby. Go show us some love. Stream us. Subscribe. Follow us on our socials at Talking Shot Pod. That is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks again, Todd Stoff, for sharing your story. Nothing more beautiful than a 180 turn in life, um, especially for its, when it's for the better. Um it's just remarkable. I hope anyone listening can apply that to their life. If they're going through any struggles, like he said, don't be afraid to share and seek help because everyone is here for you. And there's no shame in the matter from myself, Todd, Bobby, and Joe. See you next week, ladies and gentlemen.